Hello again, listeners. This is Paul with episode four of Registered Citizen. First, let's address the elephant in the room. It's been over two years since the last episode. Why? Well, despite what some might have assumed, this isn't because your host went to prison or got into trouble in any way. I hate to tell you this, but I'm just really not that interesting. One major F up in my life is enough, thank you very much. No, simply, life got in the way. Between changing jobs, moving, getting a certification in my field of work, a certain global pandemic, and other miscellaneous crap, I'm sorry to say that I didn't have time to work on the podcast. And once I stopped working on it, it was easy to keep not working on it. So I guess I proved Newton's first law, that an object or person at rest tends to stay at rest. But for the past couple months, I've found that I wanted to pick the uh, golden RC microphone back up, so that's what I'm doing. I can't promise any set schedule because, hey, my track record is against me at this point, but I'll try my best to pump out a podcast from time to time. Okay, well, with that out of the way, let's get into episode four of Registered Citizen. By the time that this podcast is released, probably on the same day, a man by the name of Jorge Porto Sierra will be released from Taylor Correctional Institution in Perry, Florida. Now, why am I mentioning this man? It's because Mr. Porto Sierra confessed to four counts of attempted premeditated murder, two of which were against registered citizens. In May of 2018, Jorge Porto Sierra traveled to the Friendly Village Inn in Kissimmee, Florida. This location is special because no, there are no churches, schools, playgrounds, or bus stops near it. Thus, it is one of the only places that a registered citizen can live and remain in compliance with the registry restrictions. Witness reports say that Jorge jumped out of his vehicle and began shouting at a man on the property. The man fled into his home. Then, Mr. Porto Sierra proceeded to break the window on the unit and shouted, I'm going to kill you, child molester, as he poured gasoline into the unit. He did this with a cigarette in his hand. Luckily, the man and his roommate were able to escape out of a back window. But Jorge wasn't done yet. He then got into his vehicle and rammed it into another car on the property, disabling it. Two other people were inside this car. He then poured gasoline over the car before police were able to respond. When the authorities did arrive, Jorge surrendered to them and admitted that he had planned to barbecue all the child molesters on fire and kill them. When police asked why he didn't do it, Mr. Jorge uh, Porto Sierra claimed that they'd simply arrived too fast for him to do so. For four counts of attempted premeditated murder, Jorge Porto Sierra was sentenced to five years in prison. But with gain time, he's being released after just over four years. Four years. Four counts of attempted murder. I had a non-contact offense, and I was sentenced to two years in prison. This man tried to snuff out four lives, and he's out in just over four years. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that this man knew where to find his intended victims. The good old publicly available sex offender registry. Now, in a similar vein, we have the double murder of Charles Parker and his wife Gretchen in July of 2013. Charles Parker was a registered citizen in Jonesville, South Carolina. Now, he had problems, and I won't pretend that he was a saint. He had a conviction of sexual assault on a minor 
1991, and on another conviction of third-degree sexual misconduct on a 31-year-old woman in 2003. Gretchen, his wife, on the other hand, was not on the registry. But that didn't stop Jeremy and Christine Moody from finding Charles on the South Carolina registry, feigning car trouble in order to gain access to their home, stabbing and then shooting both with a 38 handgun, robbing them, and leaving both in their home to be found 24 hours later. Both pled guilty to the murders and begged the judge for leniency, quoting Bible passages and acted quite contrite. Prior to their sentencing, both Moody's expressed remorse for their crimes. As Jeremy Moody told the court, not a day goes by that I don't regret the incident that happened, and I know that what I've done is a sin. Christine Moody also feigned contrition, reading from the Bible and saying, I truly believe God has forgiven Jeremy and I. I hope you do too. But their demeanor changed considerably when the judge didn't buy it and gave them both life sentences. As he was led away in handcuffs, Jeremy Moody told the gallery, child molesters do not deserve to live and had to do it over again, I'd kill more. His wife expressed similar sentiments. I have no regrets. Killing that pedophile was the best day of my life. As she was taken out of the courthouse, reporters asked about her apparent change of heart. Was she lying when she told the court that she had repented? Nah, it's not true. My lawyer made me say it, she responded. When asked if she had anything to say to the Parkers' families, she replied, May they die also, right before she was placed in the back of a squad car. So, apparently it's open season, not only on registered citizens, but their loved ones as well. Listeners, I am on that registry. My home address is there for anyone to see. My picture, my age, my date of birth, along with what I was convicted of. I am a target. If you want to take me out, okay. I'm not happy about it. I think it's kind of fucked up, frankly. I've made one heck of a mistake. I've done my time in prison, state-mandated therapy, completed probation with no problems, and moved on with my life. I think I've reintegrated into, back into society. But if a vigilante thinks there's no reform for me, that I'll never be anything more than a sex offender, he or she can take my life. As we have seen by Jorge Portosierra, they will probably get little more than a slap on the wrist. But my wife is innocent, as was Gretchen Parker. My family and my friends are innocent. My stink doesn't stick to them. Don't make them pay for the sins which are mine and mine alone. It's easy to only see a person for what they were or who they are now. It takes a rare individual to look beyond and see what they could become. Can you be that person? If so, perhaps there is hope for each of us. Perhaps if we all, as individuals, decided to stop allowing hate and fear to drive us, to look beyond the now and to see the possible, perhaps some of those huge issues in our lives would start to look a little less daunting. So, after an extremely long hiatus, we come to the close of Episode 4 of Registered Citizen. I thank you for listening to me rant a bit. Assuming there are any listeners left out there, I welcome your input. Do you have a story to tell? Have you or a loved one had your life changed due to sex offender laws? Please write to me at registeredcitizen at protonmail.com. As before, and as always, remember that no matter what the law, the media, the talking heads on TV, or even the angry populace says, your life has value. 
Your mistakes do not define you. You are loved more than you know. Be gentle with yourself and with those around you. Thank you.